Hello there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the What the Fantasy Football podcast. Every week, me and JP are going to be rambling about all things Premier League and fantasy football, and we're very happy that you are here. Please do give us a rating, a review, subscribe, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, to help more people find out about our show if they might stumble across it and like the content we're putting out. Come and follow us on social media as well. We're on Instagram at the moment, so it's What the Fantasy Footy Pod. So if you come and search that, you'll find all the links for everything that you need. If you want to come and follow me, I'm at JP9WishHero. And Rob? Uh, I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob. Thank you, sir. And uh, the last thing to let you guys know before we get started is we do have a league that is running alongside this podcast, this series. We're a bit of an accompaniment, an entree, a side dish, if you like, for the Fantasy Footy League, which is the main event. Anyone could join at any time. All the info's in our bio. Uh, join the league. Uh, come and have a chat with us. You can also join us on our um, private WhatsApp group. Just let us know. Drop us a message on the Instagram and uh, and we'll get you in that as well. But most importantly, just uh, come and have a play with us. That's what she said. <laughs> Hit the music. Right then, sports fans, it is a brand new week of fantasy football. The international break is over and we have got some things to talk about. My name is Rob. I am a podcaster. I am a runner, a big part of the online running community, but I'm a massive football fan and a very, very mediocre fantasy football manager. And as the weeks go by, you guys are figuring that out even more. And I'm here to bring you some very astute, robust, nonsensical. I don't know. You pick the word you want to pick. We're going to be rambling about fantasy football. This week's results, how we did in our league. It's an accompaniment, if you will. I'm not doing it alone, though, of course. Joined by, as ever, uh, by the slightly hungover Burnley Zidane. How are we feeling today, Mr. John Pickup? Um, well, as we're recording, it's uh, it's Monday Night Football, so um, I was feeling a little bit less hungover and a little bit happier um, probably 20 minutes ago, but Burnley getting beat now. So, yeah, terrible. Terrible it's, is how I'm feeling. It's all fallen apart, really, hasn't it, sir? Um, but, so, yeah, as, as uh, JP uh, has just pointed out, we are recording on Monday night. The Monday night game is not quite finished. So apologies in advance. If some of this information isn't quite as accurate, because obviously we're going to talk about... Uh, top point scorers, good people to add in your team. And it looks like Andros Townsend is going to be somewhere near the top of that list by the end of this game. But of course, we won't know that until bonus points go on. Um, but we've got I probably wouldn't um, apologise for our information being inaccurate because I don't think we're very accurate <laughs> whenever we're no. talking about it. Yeah, I was going to say, as, as, as opposed to the great tips that we always give. However, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Damari Gray was a hot Rob tip. And, uh, he was. He's yep. just bagged. He's just bagged. 5.6 million. Steal. Uh, we've got loads to get through, Mr. Pickup. Uh, whether we're going to be talking about Tottenham falling apart at Salah's Park, whether we're talking about the triumphant return of one Cristiano Ronaldo, whether we're talking about Leeds-Liverpool and whether that was a red card or not. We've got loads to go through, haven't we? Uh, where do you want to start, sir? I think we start on Saturday. Um, early kick-off, don't we? Yep. Yep. So... Uh, Spurs. So Nick Nick might want to cover his ears at this point in time. Yeah, first, uh, first first time in the series that we've not got good things to say about Tottenham. Um, they they weren't very good, were they? No, no, they were terrible. Um, yeah, Harry Kane did he did he have a touch in the opposing box? I think that was a stat that came out. He didn't he, have a shot, did he either? He don't want to be there, does he? No, no. Um, and I think it was a big blow that Son was injured. Um, they're just not the same team without him, are they? No, they're not. They're not. He's 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 a really good outlet. His son is what I find when I watch Spurs. Is that Spurs often get themselves into this position where they can't find that creative spark and they can't find that way to turn teams over and they just can't. If it's not going their way, they struggle to get out of that struggle. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. I know it's a struggle a couple of times, but you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, and I just think Sun, it's a struggle. Uh, Sun's that outlet, isn't he? Sun's it that is, one who, who, who can who can do something, who can break away, who can get through the lines, um, who can uh, produce a bit of magic. And when he links in with Kane, he's incredible. And with him not being there, I just I just think, yeah. I mean, the sending off, Tottenham fans will argue, turned the game. But if I'm yeah. honest, I, I, I watched the game. It was one of the, the one of the matches of the weekend that I, that I watched live. Watched the full 90 minutes of it. And I thought Palace were worth the win for the full 90, if I'm honest. Oh, Burnley just pulled one back. Have you? Yes, you scored. Oh, no. Oh, it's just been disallowed. <laughs> Maybe start watching the game, uh, Mr. Pickup. I think you're uh, a glutton. It's as insightful as I'm going to get, to be fair. Uh, it's a, a glutton I've been for drinking all weekend, so I've, uh, I've watched much of the day, but I haven't... Uh, that's that's <laughs> I haven't all you follow. football as normal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, I think the, the Palace Spurs game, I think from a fantasy football perspective, if you've put Harry Kane back in your team... You need to maybe be questioning why. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you must be licking your wounds, especially when uh, um, Romelu and Ronaldo, both similar price, both yeah. hold big. Yeah. Um, you'd be a little bit upset with Harry Kane, wouldn't you? Absolutely you would. Um, I think a, a tip as well. Um, so, Wolf Zaha, he, he's quite a streaky player, isn't he? And he was mm-hmm. awesome on Saturday. So if you've got yeah. a, a spare couple of million, he's probably worth a, a punt. You know, he, he does tend to do that, doesn't he? He's not quite cheap enough to be a squad filler. But no. he's not quite good enough. <laughs> Consistent enough. Of course he's good enough. He's incredible. Yeah. He's at 6.9 at the minute. Right, OK. 6.9 selected by 4.8% of people. So... Not a huge amount of people have got him, um, but a fair few. He scored 12 points, but probably the best. Uh, you thought Spike was a streaky player. I'd, I'd refer to it as inconsistent. Uh, a fair reflection is what we're four, we're four weeks into the season, so four game weeks down, yeah? Yes, he nailed 12 points, which made him the second highest, uh, in, in the second highest batch. We didn't have sort of a one standout top point scorer this week. Um, he was in that second second batch. A few people got 13s. Um, but his point total for the season is 19. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that uh, Gallagher got another two assists in there. So. Yes. He, he's probably the, the kind of the bargain basement one that you you would go for. Yes. Agreed. Uh, the other person to think about is Edouard. Yeah. So the, what the, a debut. The, what a debut. What, what a debut. Like, couldn't have gone better for him, could it? And he scored goals in Scotland, albeit Farmers League. But is it one of them where he does it? He, d- he did what he did today, uh, this weekend, then he goes when he never comes back. That's my only. But at the same time, he's, he's cheap. He's cheap. He's six and a half mil. So if, you're, if you've got an Ivan Tony in your team who seems yeah. to be a solid two-pointer every week at the moment, do you gamble? Yeah, it's probably probably worth a, worth a punt. There'll be a lot of people who are trying to get Mikel Antonio out of their team who yeah, might be well, looking. It was only a. Um, it's only a one it match. Two ban, bookings, it? wasn't it? So it's only yeah, a one. It's match. only a one. It's only a one match ban. But if you're trigger happy, and I am trigger happy, um, <laughs> Edward might be a shout. Picked by two percent of people, so there are a few people picking him up because can't imagine anybody hadn't the week before. Um, so yeah, that's that. And the only thing probably to call out from that game is is just uh, we talked we talked on last week's show, didn't we, about how we need to stop sleeping on Spurs defenders. <laughs> and I think by name we pointed out Eric Dyer and Tanganga are both very very affordable. One went off injured after about fourteen minutes, and the other one got sent off. So basically, don't listen to us ever. Well, that that was evident from week one, to be fair. But, yes, uh, yes. If anyone is actually still listening to our, our picks, then, uh, yeah, please stop. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, Spurs back down to earth with a bang reality check. Well done, Palace. Well done, Palace. Um, well deserved. Then the three o'clock kickoffs happened for that. And it was a weird one because we're going to get to 
return of the Ron in a minute. There wasn't a lot of goals, man. There wasn't a lot of goals in the other games. Man U, Newcastle, as I alluded to, we'll get to. But trying to pick out things that happened. Um, should we talk about Arsenal? Get that out of the way. Uh, yeah, the, nothing's really changed on the Arsenal front. I mean, the goal was terrible. Mm. I'm not having, I'm not having um, Arsenal beating Norwich one 0 at home in a game that was shit. As Arsenal suddenly being revived. There's something wrong with Arteta as well. Has he not come out and said that he's had the best two weeks in his managerial career? What, during the international break where nothing's happened? <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's a good um, set on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Had a bit of time off from people telling him he's an absolute moron for signing Ben White, <laughs> who nailed five points this week if anyone was brave enough to keep him in the team. Well done, you. Uh, five points. Big shout out to Mr. Dan Crosthwaite as well, who um, wildcarded. I was just browsing people's teams and uh, he absolutely smashed it this week. And in amongst his selections, he brought in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang up front. <laughs> in a move that surprised everybody, I would imagine, because who would yeah. do that? But he got a goal and he got him some points. So well done, Dan. He did. Yeah, so it's about 2% of people. 2.1%. Yeah. Yeah, well, but he's still, still too expensive. He's still 9.9 million. He's exactly. Exactly. I mean, nine points. Not nine points this week, bringing him to eleven for the season, <laughs> which is a great reflection of just how friggin' awful Arsenal. That sums it up. Yeah. Um. Other thing uh, to talk about is Wolves. We talked about. We had a little bit of a chat. I think I remember you saying you weren't worried about Wolves, and I said I was. Is that right? Uh. Yeah. I. I as soon as he started scoring and it was a terrible on goal wasn't it the first goal mm. um, yeah I, I have no problems that they'll stay up yeah but but well done to Wolves um, and after me saying that Huang didn't score a goal in the Bundesliga last year and he's probably a gamble and is he going to solve all the problems he, he scored so basically yeah. don't listen to Rob ever um, but well Probably done to Damari Gray you, you've done okay with Damari Gray Damari Gray I'm hanging hanging my hat on Damari Gray for the whole season um, so yeah so that that happened uh, the only thing to probably really call out do you want me to tell you something do you want me to let you in on some, some really bad fantasy football um, uh, management uh, that happened so I I, I wildcarded this week and um, for the most part I've had a pretty good week. I think I'm around waiting for my bonuses to come in from Monday Night Football, somewhere around the 70 point mark. Okay. Uh, Antonio in was a bad decision. I'll accept that. But I think everyone's got Antonio. Couldn't know he's going to get sent off, could you? But, you know, I've got Rom got points. I managed to get Ronaldo, Salah in my team. I'm really happy with the team I've managed to put together. Um, and, uh, and I had a little bit of a chat with our top of the league, Lewis Lawson, who I work with. And he bestowed some wisdom on me. As no, you're getting tips, I'm getting in, yeah? insider tips from the big boys. And he uh, had a look at my team, and I couldn't quite figure out who was going to go in my defence. And he suggested Sanchez in net. And I had I had uh, 9.5 millions by a defender and a goalkeeper, where they had to be starting, not filler. They had to be actual players. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he suggested that I put Kufal in defence. And I put uh, Sanchez in there. Sanchez will play every minute for um, Brighton. They'll get he'll pick up points for save bonuses. And West Ham are in a good run of form. And Kufal also gets up and gets assists. So I did it, and I put them in. And everybody's yeah, not done that. Have you? No, I've not done that because at five <laughs> minutes to eleven, I thought I fucking knew better, didn't I? And I took them out and brought in David De Gea and a Jer for fucking Brentford. So. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how my Saturday afternoon went. The Haya ships, great. So all I'm thinking is I just need Brighton to ship and I need West Ham to ship. Just please, just so that I'm not missing out on these clean sheet bonuses. Did they ship? No. They both nope. got big they both got good points. And then what happened? Just to rub salt in the wound, Brentford conceded in the 89th. Frit- no, it's like the 93rd minute, I think it was. So I didn't even get a clean sheet bonus for bloody Ajer either. So I must have lost. I lost about. I'd, I'd have been on like eighty-five points this week if I'd listened to the guy who's at top of the league. Which now yeah, I'm saying out loud would have been a very sensible thing to do, but I didn't. Who, so. who also has Ben White in his team? 
Yeah, he does. He does. Hey, you know what's so what good, do we though? Know? What do we know? Do you know, you know what's good? Look at Marco Del Lazio's team and then look at Lewis's team. Yeah, they're on carbon copy, aren't they? They're on the same bloody cheat sites, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so that was my story about what went wrong. Um, City pulled one out of the bag against Leicester. Uh, yeah. It could have been on very different, couldn't it? Um, there were a couple of kind of last-ditch tackles going in and, uh, and a marginal offside for Vardy. Yeah. Been very different. Yeah, agreed. But probably a reflection of how people shouldn't really be sleeping on City. A lot of talk yep. about Man U, a lot of talk about Chelsea um, this season. And I think I understand it. I, I get why the conversation is about them, because the conversation has been about Liverpool and City for a good while now. And when there's a pretender to the throne, it gets the press's lips wet and it gets yep. people talking. And I get that. But you need to not forget what City and we'll talk about Liverpool in a little while but what City and Liverpool are in terms of quality of manager, quality of squad, ability to just turn teams over you need to remember that and they will be there or thereabouts at the, top, oh, at the end of the season. Um, but like, and, like you said though, it's the, that old adage that you don't know who's going to get the points because you know they do get spread out around quite yes, a bit don't they? Exactly, exactly but I think what City proved at Leicester who let's not let's face it you know, Leicester haven't had the best start to the season. They've got some key injuries, but they're a great team with a great manager. Yeah. And for City to turn them over 1-0 away, digging in, riding the luck a little bit, is the sign of champions. And so, you know, from a fantasy football perspective, probably not much to say except um, clean sheets for the for the defenders, the goalkeeper. Anyone who's got Edison, <clears throat> Braith keeping him in. Because he wasn't playing up until the last minute, was he? Until they decided yeah. to go against the ruling um, from FIFA. Um, but again, it's that old adage, isn't it, with City that you don't know who's going to score the points. This is it, and you know, you, we said the goalkeeper. Obviously, this this week was just a one-off that that he won't, um, or he might not have played. But yeah. Diaz and. Cancelo, as well. Can, 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 Cancelo did well, didn't he? he got um, did he didn't he get the assist? He did. Yeah, he got the assist. Yeah. Yeah. Cancelo got twelve points, so he was probably one of the top point scorers. He well, he was one of the top point scorers for the week. So, and we talked about that last week, didn't we? With the fact that Mendy won't be playing, he's probably going to be at left back for most of the yep. season. Cancelo. So he's expensive though. He's, he's he's not cheap, and I think a lot of people are trying to find ways of squeezing Rom, Fernandez, Ronaldo, Salah, or at least three of those four into their team and it doesn't leave a lot of free cash does it no so yeah he's, he's a luxury that few can afford I think especially those that um, have, have stuck with Trent Alexander-Arnold who had a great game and has scored a lot of points again he's uh, he's doing really well this season in real life yeah. and from a fantasy football perspective but uh, we'll talk about that again in a minute but uh, yeah I think come on the- let's get it over with let's let's talk about the second debut of the second best player in history. The second coming of Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, blasphemy, Hitchmo. Um, it was brill. <laughs> it was brill. Um, United weren't incredible. If I'm honest, I watched, found a dodgy stream. I watched the game live, or allegedly. Um, United weren't great. Newcastle looked good, actually. Newcastle looked good. They A um, lot of time wasting early on. A lot yeah. of time wasting. They were clearly setting out to frustrate United. Two banks, four, low block, narrow. It was hard to watch at times. And United didn't look that creative, if I'm honest, in the first half. It was very much just the game was petering away. Um, we were lucky with the goal just I before half time. Yeah, it was only going to fall to the one man. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't the best goalkeeping, was it? Written in the stars. I, I, give give the, the kid a break. It took a deflection. He's a young keeper. He was playing at Old Trafford. Um, I mean, he wouldn't he was he wouldn't have been at the Stratford end, would he? He'd have been in front. He'd have been at the Munich end and in front of the Newcastle fans. So he probably wasn't getting it too loud. But it's noisy. Apparently, Old Trafford was electric. That's the one thing that yeah. was, people say it's the loudest it's ever been. And it's not renowned for being a you know that kind of ground. It's 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 it's. I mean, I've been to Old Trafford quite a lot, and it's not a 
it's not the best stadium. It's not like an Anfield, you know what I mean, for the atmosphere. But apparently it was electric in Old Trafford that day. So, you know, let, let's give the kid a break. He was he was unlucky, but good vision from Ronaldo to to anticipate it. And oh yeah, he, well he was the only person moving, and you know that's what every good striker does. They're, they're on the toes, waiting for those little tappings. So yeah. And then and then the, the the big shout going up when he celebrated was was excellent. So yeah, yeah that was good. And then fair play to Newcastle. Second half came out swinging. Manquillo's goal was awesome. Um, yeah. Really good. Don't, can't imagine many people have got him in the team, if I'm honest. Um, although he did get... Assist for St. Maximum, though. But I think he'll be in a few people's teams. Yeah, I don't know. You know, have people kind of, have people stuck with St. Maximum? I'm just having a little bit of a look down the list now. Five points. He's still, he is still in 6.3% of teams. Um, he's only 6.5 mil. Um, and you know what? He's... He's not 19 points in total for the season, but that is spread pretty evenly across the four games, I believe. I remember rightly, five this week. He got a goal in game week three, didn't he? Yeah. So I think I think he's like he's a, he's a, he's worth a few points every week if you're padding out your team. Um, but yeah, they were, did well, and then and then it just the, they just they gave us. I think they got tired Newcastle. That's the only way to describe it. If you look at what United did then. Um, we we just ran him, and it was it, the the game opened up a little bit. It got a bit more expansive. The space yeah. opened up. Luke Shaw was playing inside a lot. He was barely at left back, um, which was weird to watch, and probably part of the reason why they scored. I think when I watched that Newcastle, I don't want to dwell on United too long. It's not a Man U podcast, but there was a point where Luke Shaw was way across the pitch, lost. Harry Maguire tried to do a sliding tackle on the halfway line. I don't yeah. know where Juan Bissaka was. There was a point when I looked at poor Rafael Varane as he got faced up and overloaded by two people, thinking, do I go in? Do I stand off? What do I do? And I just remember he must have been there thinking, Sergio Ramos didn't used to do this shit. <laughs> like, United's defence in all there. It ain't all there. That's the what person- yeah, with we, Varane coming in, it's going to take a little bit of time to bed the relationships in there. But mm. yeah, I mean the three the three English lads they've they've played together for a few years now, aren't they? And yeah, so there is something something not quite there, something I'm, missing. I'm still not sold on Maguire fully. It's it's funny, isn't it? He polarizes people. I think. Um, do you think maybe people expect too much of him because of the fact that he's English and the price tag? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I like I like him as a captain. Um, I, he, I, he carries the ball well, doesn't he? But I yeah, don't know, he, he just well, case in point, you know, he, he makes the wrong decision sometimes, and he'll dive in when he there's just no need to dive in instead yeah. of doing the sensible thing. Yeah, he's slow as well. Yeah, um, unless he's, he's going forward. He, he exactly. Kind of yeah, I was, I was, out I was, of the I was really just going to well. say that. Do, do you know what's weird? It's like they talk, don't they, about how um, pace has to be measured by ball carrying pace rather than pure acceleration so you know you look like a dan james for example and he can absolutely fly but you put the ball at his feet and he slows down but Maguire's like the opposite like when he's got the ball at his feet he's rapid (laughs) but when he's got to just run (laughs) it's just like it's like his feet are in mud but anyway anyway let's be positive they won 4-1 ronaldo scored two goals fernandez with a oh, don't for, don't yeah. don't you forget about me and um and then Lingard's scoring was great as well. I think yeah, I think he, nice goal. I think he's got a part to play this season. And true to form, as soon as I take Fernandez out of my team, he goes and scores, and that's just typical. Yeah, but what you've got to remember is a lot of people are going to feel that way. People are taking Fernandez out to facilitate Ronaldo, putting Ronaldo. Oh yeah. Well, well, I took a minus four. I know you told me your story about your, your wild card, but um, I made two transfers when I only had one, so I took a minus four, and it's worked out well. So Gray and Ronaldo came in for Fernandez and Tony. Um, so yeah. Fernandez, fair enough, but obviously Gray scored tonight as well. Um, yeah. So that kind of makes up for that, and Tony got two points. So definitely makes Ronaldo it worth it. Was, yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Um, and then just just one last shout out from a fantasy football perspective. He's still only seven point seven million. Paul Pogba bagged his seventh, sixth, and seventh assists of the year of the season. Did Did he play on the left or? No, no, he, he played in the pivot. Right. 
but because it, it, because it New, because because Newcastle didn't offer a lot going forward, um, and because Matic basically played as a third centre half, um, it gave him a bit more freedom, especially in the second yeah. half when it got more expansive. But like the 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 two assists, like his assist for Lingard was was lovely. Martial stepped over it. Lingard yeah. turned on it and scored. His assist for Fernandez. He just pushed well, the ball yeah. across the park and Fernandez. You know what I mean? It, it's an assist and it's great, but it's not like a defence splitting pass. But but yeah, I I, th- I think he will get points this season. But again, seven point seven is a lot for someone who you'd probably consider filler, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Absolutely. that was that was United. The return of Ronaldo. Um, there wasn't really anything else that happened in the three o'clock kickoffs. Uh, Brighton scoring in the last minute against Brentford. Uh, West Ham drawing a blank with a red card for Antonio. We've already talked about. Probably will have uh, scuppered some people. Everyone who went cheap for Livermento will be happy though. Clean sheet for the young lad there for Southampton. Um, but yeah, there wasn't wasn't really a lot else that that happened. Um, but that takes us to our evening kickoff. It does. A lot of people saying, "Am I going to go Ronaldo captain? Am I going to go Lukaku captain?" Made a really big deal of it, and then they just ended up getting the same amount of <laughs> points, didn't they? Yeah, uh, it was inter- That was an interesting game as well. Um, they, they kind of rolled the look a bit, didn't they? Chelsea and Mendy in goal again, absolute worldies of saves. He kept yeah. them in it at times. Yeah, he's um, he's fast turning into my uh, my favourite player so far this season. Mendy, I just yeah, and yeah, I, I know I said it last season, uh, last week, sorry, but I just think that people, I, I like it when players that you that, that probably don't get the respect they deserve start delivering consistently, and yeah. I think he's brilliant. I, and I know he plays for Chelsea, but I like him a lot. And um, he's expensive though, isn't he? So he's a premium keeper. Yeah, he's a he's a five point five mil keeper, which um, oh he's a six. Sorry, he's a six. He's a six. But people are starting to realise he's twelve point four percent have got him now. Yeah. But he's a six. But I'm 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 sorry. I I just think that if you're gonna go for a six million pound keeper, surely you're gonna go for um uh, Edison. Edison. Yeah. yeah. I can't see why you wouldn't. Doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why? Unless, no. un, unless you already, ha- unless you were spending big on your defence, that was your strategy, and you'd already put, say, Ruben Diaz in or Cancelo, and your idea was one thing people like to do is spread the is spread the wealth, don't they? So it's almost like it's like when you're playing roulette and you spread across the table. Yeah. You don't want to go in big on one team. So you know, rather than hedging your bets on one team getting a clean sheet, you pick five players from five different teams. So you'll at least get something. So that might be a reason why you would, I suppose, if you're particularly keen on Diaz or Cancelo for the for the assist factor, I guess. But yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think from a fantasy football perspective, you'd maybe be picking Mendy, although 12.4% of you disagree with me. Um, but I don't know. I, I, from a real-life perspective, I'm really enjoying his work at the minute. I think he's a yeah. top keeper. And Big Romy's just... Strode back into the Premier League and oh, he's just a monster, he's just, isn't he? Yeah. He's a monster. And he he's, didn't really, he didn't really do a great deal, but both of his goals, he took them really well. His first the goal, first especially, one. was just yeah. right at the start of the game as well. And what was the? Did he never scored at Stamford Bridge? Was that know. the start? I might have made that up completely. But I've got in my head that he never, he's, that never, he's never scored at Stamford Bridge. And that was a thing when they signed him, was like, when's he going to score? Because he scored, he scored in, a, it was away, wasn't he, last week when he scored? Yeah. And I'm sure it was like, is he going to do it? He did it like three minutes into the game. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, what a ball. It was Kovacic, one that who got the assist for. for yeah, the ball. it um, sure then, was. Yeah. And then he scored himself, didn't he? So, um, one of our, one of our like, top, one of our top point scorers, Kovacic. Not that anyone will have him. Well, three percent of people actually, but five. He's a he's a holding midfielder, and he and you're stupid yeah. if you put holding midfielders in your fantasy football team. But every now and then, when the um, when they come up good, it gets a bit frustrating. He's on twenty three points for the season, you know, Kovacic. Hmm. Thirteen of them were this week, but 
It'd be interesting. Yeah, it, I don't it, think it's a show, is it? No, not at all. I think when you, when you look at 3% of them, it'd be interesting to see how many of that 3% have starting him on the bench every week. Yeah, yeah. And where was Mount anyway? Was he injured? Yeah, I think so. Uh, or rested, I, I don't know. I, I, he didn't play. He was in my team. Yeah, to be re- to, to 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 be replaced by Brandon Williams, who's on my bench with a solid two pointer. Once this week's fixtures go in, but um, yeah, it's done by the way. So um, it'll be updated soon. Yeah, so it it was three one to Everton by the way. So we'll um, well we can talk about Burnley very quickly um, just because it's just finished. Um, yeah, yeah. But Burnley were good for the first half an hour. They were well on top. Um, Everton came to get to a little bit towards the end of the first half, and then uh, second half started the same way. Uh, but then the game really quickly opened up. There were a few tasty tackles went in, um, and then it went a bit end to end. Burnley got the lead, and then they just sat off. And yeah, three goals in the space of ten minutes. I think terrible. Yeah, I think. So there um, we go. I, th- I think uh, we've not watched all of it because we've well you've been watching in the background but I watched probably the first 60 minutes and we were texting before weren't we and, and saying about how you know it did get a bit tasty and Burnley were going in a bit hard and they rattled Everton and I think that's what led to the Ben Mee goal was yeah Goodison was getting very frustrated I think the fact that there was uh, Taylor went through the back of Townsend didn't he Tarkovsky went in hard on uh, Charleston. Neither got booked, neither even got a foul given. And then um, Townsend got booked for a pretty innocuous looking pullback. On, yeah. Who was it on? Was it on Brownhill? Taylor was on Taylor. Taylor, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was after us, wasn't it? It was payback from going through it. But yeah. he didn't really, didn't really get much of him. And then from the resulting free kick, it ended in the goal. And, and, and yeah, it, it worked, it rattled them, but I think it probably got Goodison on its feet, didn't it? And it probably got the crowd behind Everton. And I think in the space of about six, well, six minutes, three goals in six minutes, they just turned the screw and, and turned it around, didn't they? Yeah, and Burnley, the bomb worst nightmare when it comes to stuff like that, though. You know, they, they'll get a goal and they've relied on it for years, just being able to defend a lead. Um, but then... Once they concede, they they can't then go back on the the offensive. It's just a it's always been an issue, and then yeah. obviously the floodgates opened. So three goals in six minutes. I mean, it's just it kills you straight away. And then after yeah. that, there was literally nothing else in it. Uh, Everton did score a fourth goal, but it was offside, and they only got one back, uh, as we said earlier on. But um, yeah, that got chalked off for offside too. So it was a decent game, but yeah, I'm still still slightly worried this season to be fair I know that we spent a bit of money but yeah did Corne come on no I know he didn't start but he didn't come no. on either mm. it'll Difficult. take a little bit of time to bed it, in I guess but you, you it, can't bring him on in a 3-1 no no you can't it's going to do nothing for the game it's going to do nothing for the kids confidence either but the other thing I think as well is that what you got to remember with Burnley is you'll, you'll know this better than me but Daesh plays a very particular way and yeah. he plays and he trusts his personnel and he plays a strategy, and you said it at the start of the season. He's he's a differential for for Burnley in the the way he plays, the way he sets his team out, the way he he knows how to play teams in the Premier League and uh, set up against the big boys. That will win Burnley points, and has in the past won Burnley points. And to suddenly have quite a, a pacey, flashy. Um, um, almost like show, not show. I don't want to call him a show, but because I don't want to disrespect him like that. From what little I know of Corner, I think he, he looks like a really good player. But do you get what I mean? He's that kind yeah. of. He needs freedom to express himself, and that's yeah. not the that's not the strategy Dyche plays. So in a lot of ways, I, I don't know. I he's, think it is he's got to trust him, hasn't he? Yeah, but I think with with Dwight McNeil, you know, he, he's he's flair. Um, yeah, but but he he puts a shift in as well. Uh, like yeah, tonight there were, there were a couple of times where he'd done something really positive gone forward and taken a man on and got a ball into the box and it's broken down and he's he's you know sprinted to get back in so um I think he's got the flair to to kind of you know to get us moving forward in the right direction as well but then with with someone like Coyne he's going to need to learn that defensive side very quickly to get a game yes yeah and he probably didn't have to do a lot of that in France did he no um so Everton then we talked I've talked about my ingenious 
thinking of uh, of bringing in um, Damari Gray. Gray. Damari Gray. I forgot his name for a second then. Uh, and 11% of you agree with me. Um, seven points so far, but he's still got bonuses to go on, I imagine. He's probably going to get one or two. No, no, he's not. No, is it already done? Yeah, it's already done. So Towns. The bonuses, oh, yeah. Townsend, Town- Decore and Keane. Oh, yeah, because Decore got to assist, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So seven points. Still, though, takes him to 26 points for the season. Yeah, definite, definite differential. Nothing to sniff at. I think he's become less of a differential, though, because I think more and more people are going to pick him up, aren't they? Especially because yeah. they're trying to free up funds. But Andros Townsend, 5.4 million, nine points this week. Was that a fluke, or is he going to do big for Everton this season? I mean, his goal was a worldie as well. He's got that in his locker, though, hasn't he? And he's always had that in his locker. And I think yeah. people forget that. Like, he, score, he scores some stunners. If you YouTube, I don't know if anyone's made Andros Townsend YouTube reel. Um, but if someone has, there's going to be some absolute gems in there, isn't there? Yeah. And quite a few of them against Burnley. He always yeah. used to score a world against us. Loves a world against Last season uh, for Palace, yeah. Another one just straight in the top bin. Don't know if he's going to be consistent enough or even playing, starting enough. Well, it seems be. like he's, he's in the plans. He started every game, hasn't he, so far? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think he likes he likes Townsend and Gray on either side of... Yeah, he likes the pace, doesn't he? Yeah, um, it's, just, it's just what happens when Calvert-Lewin comes back, because obviously he didn't play. A lot of people have Calvert-Lewin in the team, 13.4%. Uh, and that's not including the people who were had the foresight to take him out. Cause he's, he's had an orange an orange warning all week. Well, since before the international break. Did he break his toe? I think or something like that. Yeah, so he's, he's, like that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's had a warning all week. So um, with when he comes back, hitting Richarlison, it's how they feed that into the system long term. But I don't, know if, I don't know if in fantasy football he's a shout. But I do think in... Um, in real life, he'll he'll do a job for him. Will Will Andros Townsend this season? Yeah, I agree. And then, and then the last one to just mention quickly is Michael Keane, whose goal took him to eight points for for the week. If Everton, he'll play every he'll play every week. So if Everton can keep the goals down, and if that defence can deliver, and if they're playing three at the back and playing quite cautiously, which Benitez seems to be doing, um, maybe 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 he's a shout of five million. Yeah, they tend to ship though, don't they? Everton, they don't keep too many clean sheets, do they? No, no. They, they, all the def- Everton's defense looks good on paper, but they just seem to make silly, silly mistakes. Yeah, Mina, I want, I want to like him, but I can't. After after that whole um, England Columbia where they they were just horrendous. I mean, you talk about Burnley being physical. Yeah, they were awful that game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, not like one, since then. Anyway. One, 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 one to watch with Everton. Um, I think see how they get on, but maybe some players to to bring in. They've got a lot of cheap players. Everton is the point I'm trying to make. There's yeah. not a lot of there's not a lot of expensive players from a fantasy football perspective. So if they're doing well, there's well, a reason for that. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, there is. However, the point I'm making is that under Benitez, they have it in them to hit a purple patch. Yeah. And if you if you get yeah, in at the right fair. time when they hit a purple patch and put two or three of them in. So not a lot of money, you might bag yourself some points, is the point I'm trying to make. Yep. So the last game we've not talked about this week, um, before we finish off and have a little look at the league, mate, is um, Liverpool, Liverpool-Leeds. Yeah, we watched uh, the first half of that in the pub after after the Great North run yesterday. It was um, a funny old game, wasn't it? Yeah, again, decent, decent game. It was, you know, end-to-end first half, wasn't it? Um, and... You know what you're going to get from both of those teams. You know that yeah. you knew that Salah was going to get something as well because he invariably does against Leeds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, second half especially, Mane could have had about six goals. I don't know what's going on with Sadio Mane. I was waxing lyrical about him at the start of the season. Yeah. I still think he's incredible, but he doesn't quite look at the races, does he? I mean, he bagged in the end, didn't he? But mm. yeah, took took him enough chances though, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. Um, was it a red card on Harvey Elliott? You know what? How 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 does anybody know? How does anybody know? Like they're not showing replays because of the horrible shape his leg ended up in. So the yeah. only way people know 
is by re- is by rewinding the skybox and zooming in on the live camera angle. Yeah. So how can you know? And all I'm seeing, all I'm seeing on Twitter is Leeds fans being Leeds fans about how it wasn't even a foul, apparently. And Liverpool fans being Liverpool fans saying he should be arrested for assault. That sounds familiar. I've said that before, (laughs) haven't I? Jordan Pickford should be in the second year of his sentence right now. No, the point, most importantly, Harvey Elliott is an absolute talent and he's been great at the start of this season. And it's a real shame what's happened. And I I read a really nice story that I thought was a great reflection of the lad's character. And I wanted to make sure I mentioned it. I don't know if you've seen it. There was a young lad who, a local lad, who was uh, playing football. And apparently he broke his arm playing for his Sunday league team. And he ended up in A&E next to Harvey Elliott. Okay. And, Harvey, and Harvey Elliott gave him his match shirt and signed oh, his boot for him as well. Um, which I thought was a nice thing to do for yeah. a young man who was probably quite distressed at the time and quite scared about, you know, just broke into the first team, getting all these rave reviews and this has happened to him. And I thought that was a measure of the man. So fair play to Harvey Elliott, if it is in fact true. I think it is. It was on Twitter. I mean, otherwise they've just managed to find a boot and a football shirt pretty short notice, haven't they? But um uh, but yeah, I thought, was, but yeah, I, I don't know if it was a foul, is my honest answer, I, and and I couldn't pass judgment. It can be, it can be horrendous, but not be on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just think yeah. people deal in extremes too much. But it's tribalism, I, I, I isn't agree. it? Yeah, and and I think um, from the letter of the law, it was that he endangered his opponent. But I don't know. It, it just looked really innocuous live. Yeah. It didn't look like he, he lunged in. I, I think. When you, I, I did exactly what you just said then, and like rewound it a couple of times just to see, you know, if there was an intent there. Um, and he did sort of leave the ground a little bit, but it was almost in that sort of scooping motion, strain, go yeah. around and scoop the ball. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was kind of his his other leg that that actually injured Elliot. So yeah, mm. it's difficult. It's difficult. Well, I don't think it was. No, but no one had him in the fantasy football team, so. No, at least, no. at least it's not impact any points with the sending off. Yeah, um, but I guess it just changes the game, then and it makes it really difficult for Leeds to get anything out of it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, t- I tell you what, though, reflection of Bielsa's tactics that I, think, I couldn't really tell that Leeds had ten men. Like watching the second half, it was like, yes, there were more gaps for Liverpool. So from that perspective, I guess you could tell. But from an attacking perspective. I don't even think they made a substitution for a while after he went got sent off. They no. just they just carried on. Um but yeah, they're quite they're good to watch a Leeds. Um but again, no no real standout performers. They've got some cheap players, Dallas, I guess. But they're not they've not turned it on yet, Leeds, though, have they? They keep getting turned over by people. Yeah. And I just think they need to they but they will they will pick up points and they will score goals in games just like they did last season. And I just think that needs to start happening before you realise, you know, who who you can bring in and who's worth having for them. And I know a lot of people have got Rafinha, haven't they? So it's when he starts delivering. But Bamford needs to score some goals. But I don't know. I don't know. I I, I, I think they'll be all right. They, they'll pick up enough points just by being brave. But no, I, do th- I, I, I do think with Liverpool, it's interesting that everybody is... Um, even like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, Man United fan, so Gary Neville, absolute love, love him. But he, he just keeps banging this drum about how Liverpool don't look right, they don't look themselves. They're joint top of the league, they've picked up as many points as anybody else in the league. They, I think they look pretty good, to be honest. I don't, all right, they're not, maybe they're not as electric as they have been in previous seasons, but they're still comfortably beating people, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, but if if Mane had scored a couple more of those chances, you're talking about an absolute route. Yeah, exactly. Leeds. So, yeah, maybe they haven't hit top gear, but yeah, I don't think they're playing badly at all. Um, and you know, they're solid as well. Yeah. With Van Dijk coming back in, it's it's completely short. And well, there was a point last season where, um, yeah, you know, Trent and uh, Robertson were your picks because of the the kind of attacking returns that they bring in but now defensively they've got clean sheet written all over them haven't they yeah 
Definitely. Definitely, which again just makes Trent Alexander-Arnold a great a great pick. And I know 7.5 yeah, million expensive, isn't it? But is he's worth it. ludicrous for, for, for a right-back, but he doesn't get, get right-back points. He gets yeah. midfielder points. And yeah. when you add into that the fact that, to your point you just made, sir, that they're not going to ship many goals this season, and you start adding five-point clean sheet bonuses to every single one of those tallies, I don't know. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold's in with a shout of being the top point scorer in the league at the end of fantasy football this season. Yeah. They were talking about him tonight um, and the, the words best right back in the world came into the conversation. I wouldn't go that far. I've, neither would I. Uh, offensively, absolutely, but there's still question marks defensively. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him best right back in the world. And I say that with the utmost respect. I think he's a great player. But despite what happened with England in the international break, I still think his future's in centre mid. But yeah, potentially. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who who had place above him. That that's the argument that there's a lot of people that aren't. I mean, what right backs have you got that offer as much going forward as him, but are better defensively? That would be the argument a Liverpool fan or a pro Trent Alexander-Arnold fan would have, yeah. isn't it? That you would say, well, he's not, he doesn't offer defensively what another player might offer. But there's nobody that offers what he offers offensively, is there? No, no, and, and that's fair. But, uh, but and, and the modern right-back isn't necessarily known for the defensive exploits. So, no. I, I guess mean, there probably is an argument for it. Because yeah, I'm try- I think the other thing is as well, because I'm thinking about you automatically go to like your Trippiers and your Aaron Wambasakas and your, um, I'm not saying that Aaron Wambasakas in the conversation, I'm just trying to list right backs, English right backs, your, your Carl Walkers. And you're just thinking about the Prem and you're just thinking about English players. But like, I'm trying to think about who there is outside of the Prem that you would put in that conversation. Who plays right back for Sergio Roberto, Carvajal? I don't. I don't yeah, think. I'm trying to think you know what I mean? I don't. Right yeah, I. I, I don't Serge think it's. Serge Aurier. <laughs> <laughs> Serge Aurier. Uh, oh, what's the lad? Um, uh, who's the lad that PSG have just signed? Uh, Hakim. He's a right yeah. back, isn't he? I think he, he's meant to be pretty good. But do you know what I mean? It, it's not when it, the, the argument for why they might be right to say Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably the best right-back in, in the world is that I don't think there's anyone that offers what he offers going forward, but equally, I don't think there's anybody that offers an alternative to that same standard, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, so maybe, maybe I've talked myself into maybe he's the best right-back in the world. There's an argument, there's an argument both ways. Mm. I, I still have Trippier on my team. To be fair, but anyway. I, I like I like Trippier. I do like Trippier. It's not getting younger though, is it? Um, no. So that was our summary of the last week. Um, in terms of fantasy football league, JP, I know we've not got the final standings, but what's what's what what's what's the the word? What's what's going on? Oh, it's as you were looking at it, pretty much. So Lewis Lawson and uh, and Michael pulling away two. already, aren't they? Um, yeah. Simon, Simon Minty, Simon Minty the, the best of the rest. Big jump for uh, who it all depays, Mr. Jonathan Cross. He had a good week this week. Yeah. Um, ch- with a cheeky shout of Marcel. Is it Marcel? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm asking now. I don't trust myself. Um, uh, who got big yeah, points? Got, Marcel. got 13 points for the old, uh, the old Wolves. Um, and then how are me and you doing, mate? So 233, uh, but that is going to go up a little teeny tiny yeah. bit. Um, uh, 235, I think I'll finish on. And where have yeah, you? Ooh, two, I'm, two I'm scrolling down a lot. I'm scrolling down a lot, mate. 211. 211. Uh, oh, you, you, you'll, have, you'll, 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 you'll have Skip coming in for Mason Mount. You'll go up to 62. So there we go. Uh, and then down at the bottom of the league, of course, we've got, uh, we've got. Uh, I'll tell you what, Borussia run them, Ben. Still down there because he's two, yeah, weeks, two, two, two game weeks behind everyone. He's starting to claw it back. Um, yeah. All still pretty interesting. Loads to play for as long as you don't want to finish in the top two. If your name's not Lewis or Marco. Um, right then. So that is us for this game week. We'll be back, of course, next week to dissect uh, those fixtures. Is there anything that's standing out from next week's game? 
uh, next week's games that you that you're particularly just interested in. The fixtures. In. Big ones first um, Chelsea, innit? Yeah. So Which again, that'll be if, an interesting one, won't it? Well, if this week's anything to go by, I think Chelsea are going to absolutely rip roll them, but you never know. City against Southampton, there could be a field day there for for the forward line of City. Yeah, I reckon so. It might 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 be an opportunity to uh, to plonk Levermento on the bench. <laughs> yeah. And then thinking... um, Arsenal are in a relegation six point two again with Burnley. So. Hey, you know what? Going to Turf Moor might not be easy for them, and you just need a win, don't you? So, I think it might be a bit of a might be a bit of a blood and guts battle that one. I think there's some some good games. Uh, Brentford Wolves on TV on the Saturday, uh, and then Villa Everton will be a good match as well. The evening kickoff on Sky Sports, and then United yeah. play West Ham at two o'clock at the start of a double header before Spurs Chelsea. So a good Super Sunday, I reckon. Uh, to plonk, plonk yourself in front of the TV. Um, and, and have a couple of beers before work comes around the next day. Right then, Mr. Pickup, I think that's it, us about done for today. Just a general reminder to everybody, if you uh, do enjoy what you hear, the inane ramblings from us, then please do subscribe, uh, give us a follow wherever it is you get your podcast. If you're on Apple Podcast, please do leave us a rating and a review that we'd really, really appreciate it. We've got our first one from Nick Finney, of course, uh, on Apple this week. Um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram. We're going to start posting yeah, a bit more on that. What the Fantasy Footy Pod, and that's what on f- both uh, Instagram and Twitter now. Well, there you go. You can follow us across multiple channels to keep up, and most importantly, you can still join our league. So if you do already have a team, you're going to start a brand new. I might come and play if you want. If you've not got one at all, but um, you might start quite close to the bottom. It'll take you a while to catch Mr. Ben Butterworth, who's currently climbing the rankings at the bottom. But uh, if not, even if you want to just if you've already got a team, join in, come and play, come and have a play with us. And uh, is that about it for today then, mate? It feels like it, mate. Yeah. All right, That's then I think to say goodbye and we'll see you next time. Good night and good luck. Peace.